Aaron's just grinning under. He's <laughs> just trying not to let his grin be known. I, he loves the spooky skeletons. It's not a grin. It's not a grin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smirk. It's a, well, this kid's a dummy. Guys, <laughs> this is our final week of Reboot Already Underway's Halloween month special. This week four is the last week. That's how many weeks there are in a month. Guys, I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Jack-o'-lantern Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David DeLorean Becker. <laughs> that is very good that you said DeLorean, because I was Marty McFly for Halloween. Were you really? I really was. I had no clue. <laughs> that was out of nowhere, so I'm going to take you, points for that. You actually got a good uh, nickname for one. Yeah. Thing. Now let's see if I can bring it around again with Aaron Ah, Han. You did not. You just cramp? No. Like, ah, it starts with A. Like, when you scream, ah, like in a spooky movie. Like like my initials. Yeah. That's true, that too. Wow, that worked on so many different levels. I didn't even no, realize didn't. how many levels it worked, it worked on. It worked on no levels. This is episode 76 of Reboot already underway. Uh, we got a pretty good show it's not one of our best but it's a good one <laughs> we haven't even recorded it yet who knows uh but uh we're gonna be talking about uh one of my most anticipated movies ever since i heard about it uh you'll know what it is when it comes up we're gonna be doing a passing popcorn tv edition first since it's our final week of halloween discussions let's talk about our favorite and least favorite horror film cliches. I'll start just to kind of get the ball rolling as to what my mindset was. Because when I make these, I don't go into too much detail in the outlines. <laughs> so it can really go in any direction. So I'll give you a little insight into what I was thinking. Mine is my favorite and least favorite at the exact same time. <laughs> I'm talking about the final scare. Now, it's favorite and least favorite because it can be really well done, but more often than not, it's, uh, oh, it's, it's real dumb. Or it makes the whole rest of the movie make no sense. Looking at you, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Yeah. You got a great movie up until the end. <laughs> yeah. Real good. Perfect. But then, final scare. It's bad. Now, favorite final scare from my favorite horror movie of all time, The Conjuring, is a final scare that's not even a final scare. That's why it's so good. It's because the camera just rotates around the... Uh, like the room filled with like the possessed things, and it lands on the music box as the music, music box is playing... And throughout the movie, you know, every time the music box stops, you can see, like, the ghost or whatever in the mirror. And, but this time, there's nothing in the mirror, and it just goes quiet, and then the movie ends. And you're like, that's amazing. They make you think something scary's going to happen, and then nothing happens. That's brilliant. James but Wan, at, you're smart. What? But at the same time, the idea is that when the music stops, the ghost appears behind you. Oh. So if you don't get this if the movie cuts out before you see that Ooh, didn't even think about it that way <laughs> uh, that's real spooky yeah see that's why that's a great one 
That's a great one. It is. And this was actually going to be my pick for least favorite. I mean, I I agree that there are some good instances of it, but I do think that the insistence on always doing it when it kind of undermines having a impactful conclusion, Mm -hmm. it's very frustrating. Like a film like Unfriended. I'm going to go with Unfriended. It's, That's not really a final scare so much as it is the end of the movie. <laughs> but no, what I mean is, like, they sacrifice having an actual character arc oh. and having a satisfying end to their story by wanting to go instead for just the cheap jump scare. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I think another movie... Uh, I don't know... I know you didn't like uh, Lights Out very much, Aaron, but... They were originally going to have a final scare in that movie, and then they were just kind of cut it, and they're like, "Now nah, let's let's leave it like it is. This is a good ending." And I think that makes it's, that movie so much better. If they would have had a final scare, I would have been like, "Come on, guys." I do think a final scare would have made it better, especially given the problems I have with the ending. We're just on opposite sides of the table as far as so. uh, lights out goes, but. When they were first announcing the sequel, they said it was supposed to pick up where the first one left off. There's I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there was supposed to be, but then David F. Sandberg got sidetracked by Annabelle 2, and mm. now he's working on Shazam, so we'll see. Shazam! He's really doing Shazam. He's doing also Shazam. see that guy who's in that serial killer show. What's it called? Dexter? That man guy's in it. I sent that text to Aaron, and he didn't respond, so I needed to bring it back up. <laughs> Probably for good reason. Uh, it's the it, guy. It from, was for good reason. It's the guy from Dexter. Um, what's his name? Zach Braff. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Can I just get Scrubs mixed into this whole this, situation? This is the, <laughs> it, this is the absolute worst recurring joke we have. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, it's not the Bye Bye Man. The, no, the that's fa- number the one. The fact is, I understand the Bible. I don't understand, like, I'm supposed to understand what you're trying to say. Because Dexter and what's it called are the same show. Chuck, that's what it's called. No, they're not. Are you have sure? you ever seen Have you ever, have seen, you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? Yes. In the crossover oh. episode of Dexter, which you haven't watched. Is there really a crossover episode? Because <laughs> that no. would be amazing. Anyway, Aaron, would you like to go next? What's your uh, pick? You, you mean me? Did Aaron? I mean, I already kind of chimed in with my worst. That's true. You so... did chime in with your worst. David, go... what's your best or least favorite? What's your best favorite? My my least favorite is the fact that if it's a horror movie, a large percentage of the time there's going to be some nudity in it. And the fact is that they don't ever need to, like they, they have to write a, to the nudity. Like they, they could <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, Oh crap, we need some nudity in this movie. So they're like, let's make her in the shower when she gets spooked instead of like <laughs> making popcorn, like a normal person. Like now I feel like, do you, do you not make popcorn naked? I, I did today. Is that not normal? Okay. No, I don't yeah, know I if today. you meant to do this, David, but you actually landed on two scares from Psycho and then from Scream. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that's awesome. 
All right. You know, I'm just that kind of guy. But like, yeah, you're five. And I feel in. like it just takes away from because if you're okay, if you're a scary movie, obviously you're trying to like set a tone, like capture your audience, do the whole spooks thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're just like throwing some nudity, it's like, oh, well, she's gonna be naked. It's gonna be great, guys. Like, I feel like it's just such a cop out. Or he, maybe it's him. You never know. Yeah, there's some yeah. guys creep too. Got some really? Mar- oh, Mark Duplass is like, yeah, <laughs> completely. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't say that there's never a place for nudity in a horror film, well, but there's I definitely mean, many films where it's not needed. And like that's oh, yeah, kind yes, of yes, I, I agree. The fact that like they they deliberately take a route to make mm-hmm. the character naked. Yeah, when she, I'm like guys, like they, we. I could write better than this. Like, come on. That's, that's like one of my recurring bits in the the night X came home. It's just being like, this is clearly for this reason and not gratuitous nudity. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I I don't even know that I have seen like a good example of this. I think maybe the only way to do it is that it can't be like, hey, check it out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of movies are like that. Um, that's, I like, mean, my one gripe with your next is that it opens like that. And I'm like, guys, come on now. There was no need for this. I mean, possibly in It Follows, because that's one of, the, that's, like, the main... That's the point of the movie, yeah. Story, story points is, like, it transfers through sex. Yeah, that one makes sense. You could maybe argue that, but then also there's just, like, a part in the movie when there's a naked, like, girl just walking at them, like, super creepily. So, like, they didn't need to do that. Or, no, she wasn't a naked old woman. Yes. Yeah. In Cure for Wellness, they do that, too. True. A lot lot of old (laughs) naked people in Cure for Wellness. Um, I think, not to jump too far ahead into what I've been watching, I think the the way it works in some movies... Is if it's like supposed to be horrifying and gross, and I think Saw Three does that kind of well um, with one of the traps where it's like, mm, I understand why they did this, and it's gross, and it's supposed to be gross. So I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I agreed. I agreed, David. Well, I did my best and worst. So, Aaron, do you want to do your best? Yeah, sure. My best was, like, not a real specific one, mm-hmm. but I was just going to go for, like, the the overall tropes of the slasher. You know, just, like, the whole thing, you know, the villain, the masked villain with the tragic backstory and the final girl. And, you know, like, you have, like, your jock and your nerd and all these archetypes and stuff. I like that formula, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the, it makes all the movies very similar, but that's kind of, like, the appeal is seeing the variations within this structure. Mm-hmm. So, I actually don't mind it. Well, that's what I was kind of... I, I kind of wanted to wrap up this whole thing with, but I guess I'll say it now, is that, like, cliches and tropes are, like, almost endearing at one point. If you do them right and, like, you... I don't know, there's just a way to do tropes and stuff like that that feel genuine and, like, hey... You know, we understand. This is why. This is what movies are. This is where we came from. Like, let's pay a little homage to them. So, I mean, it doesn't 
mean that it's well written. In fact, it usually means it's pretty poorly written. But there's like, there's like some, what am I looking for? There's some value to having a movie that's kind of filled with tropes because they're just kind of fun in that way. I don't know. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's like why I enjoy all these terrible, like objectively terrible slasher movies is just for the form. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. David, you got a favorite? I can kind of enjoy in a slasher film. No, that like it's like, oh, don't go to the spooky basement. Don't split up. It's like in, in, in Scooby-Doo. It's like, we got to okay. split up. Like, splitting up is never the, like, the right idea. It's like, oh, like, let's go in the basement. Like, he won't find us there. Like, that's exactly where, like, just the comment. Like, I, it always just makes me chuckle. So I guess that's my favorite. Just how, they, like, they consistently make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, bad decisions are pretty fun. Except for if it's in um, one movie that we're going to be talking about for uh, <laughs> upcoming, or for movies that we saw this week. And and it like and Jake's seen like a, a scary movie or two with me, yeah. and I'm literally like, why why do that? Like like yeah, it doesn't make does any do sense. That. And no, Jake's it's more, like, it's more often like this movie. <laughs> he throws his hand out. <laughs> like just I do that same thing. <laughs> he did that in the Conjuring when they go into the basement or whatever. He was like, oh, <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah yeah. Um. I don't know. Is that, is that how we kind of want to end? I mean, how else? How? What other ways would you want to end? Let me tell you. Uh, with a final perfect. scare. With a final scare. Boom! Oh my gosh! You did it at the same time. <laughs> That's the real scary part. Is that we're telepathic? <laughs> we can uh, we can share thoughts. All right, guys. Uh, let's let's keep this final Halloween uh, special moving with the upcoming movies. Of the week. I'm feeling it, guys. I'm feeling it again. For a while there, I wasn't feeling it. But now I'm feeling it again. You want? Let's start with a movie I'm not feeling. Bad Mom Christmas. <laughs> Is it Christmas already? Uh, no. No, it's not. We're going straight from Halloween into Christmas. This movie literally starts on the 1st of November. Why? Why? <laughs> you don't need this. None of us saw Bad Moms, right? I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep. So are you excited for part two then? Let me tell you, Bad Moms was bad. <laughs> and not right. the good kind of bad. It was just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Could have saw that one coming. Uh, so, I am not excited for Bad Mom's Christmas. The fact is, I hate anything Christmas, <laughs> unless it's actually Christmas time. Like oh, my, in, in you're my hate Christmas personal opinion, month this year. <laughs> no, I'm just huh? kidding. I said you're going to hate per- Christmas month this year for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm just kidding. Okay, as long that. as Christmas Christmas month starts after Thanksgiving, then you can oh, start. Of course. Of course. Okay, then we gotta, I'll, we gotta take I'll still hate it, but not as much. So yeah, I'm not. not this movie it. looks awful. Uh, I think my my feelings on this film can be summarized by the fact that I've seen this trailer before several movies. Not once have I ever heard a laugh in the movie theater. <laughs> it's all just like, huh? Okay, 
Grinding on Santa Claus? Okay. Is that what this movie? Okay, sure. They're, they're bad moms. Yeah. Sure. I guess. There's a... I don't even know what to say about this movie. <laughs> I've got no words. I'm just like, how did this get made? How did they green light it so quickly after the first Bad Moms? And why are they like, we need it out the next year. We need to capitalize on this Bad Mom name. And it's like, okay. Interesting choice. But Mila Kunis, man, she just, she still needs work. I guess. After Jupiter Ascending. She needs some work. Is that is it not, not not getting a sequel? Are they not making no many many more of those? No, no, no. Mm. But Bad Moms, they'll make as many as as Kristen Bell and uh, I already forgot her name. <laughs> I couldn't think of the other girl's name, Catherine Hahn. What's who? <laughs> why can't I just said it? Hey, Jake, I think you're stumbling through this. Is just put the horse down. Like, let's move on to the next movie. What's your name? What? No, I'm going to... Just, just move on. Why? No, I'm looking it up. No. Uh, Bad Mom's Christmas is a tale about three moms going through their biggest life struggle, meeting their moms. They've never met their moms before, but now they're all meeting their moms. It's a real crazy story written, written by... Uh, Scott Moore and John Lucas. Bad Mom Christmas follows three underappreciated overbird moms. Rebel against challenges. Super Bowl for moms. Christmas. Create perfect holiday family wasn't hard enough. They do all that while host entertaining their mothers. By end of journey, moms will redefine how to make holiday special. All discover a close relationship with their mooms. Mila Kunis is her name. Yeah, you already said that. We're moving on. <laughs> Thor 3. Thor Ragnarok. Most well-reviewed Marvel movie ever. As of now. As f- well, that's what they're marketing it as. It has the highest review scores uh, of any Marvel movie. And it's Taika Waititi. And I love what we do in the shadows. And I love Hunt for the Wilder People. And if I can get that brand of comedy in a Marvel movie, you know I'm going to see it. You know I'm going to like it. And reportedly, you are getting that comedy. Because apparently, he initially thought the film was going to be like 100 minutes long, and now it's like 140 minutes long. And he's like, yeah, I just kind of threw back in all the jokes I cut. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect, man. I don't care. Do it. Go for it. Taika Waititi's a funny guy. I like him. Yeah, same. <laughs> this might be the least we've ever had to say about a Marvel movie. Usually we're like, well, it's interesting to see, like, how well, how's the cape going to happen? Where's the Infinity Gems? And this is like... So, see I'll, I'll do a little speaking. Okay. I don't know what to, to think about this movie because I haven't seen Thor Dark World yet. So, therefore... I need to acquire Thor The Dark World before I can watch this movie. Or just don't. No, just I need to. You know who I am as a person. Yeah. 
Aaron's frozen, but he's probably defending Thor the Dark World over there. Mr. Marvel fanboy, he's saying, oh, Malekith is a real good villain, and he's my favorite, and I love him. Aaron left. He got so offended that he left. It's not actually what happened. We're going to add him back in. But, uh... Ooh. Well, let's just keep going, I guess. Uh, Indeed. So... Keep, keep the wall moving, Jake. <sighs> Thor the Dark World is, like, the one big misstep in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I don't really like... Did, did, did it really provide... Did it... Uh, excuse me. Did it provide any new information? It, 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 it the... introduces one of the Infinity Stones. And that's it. Oh. Um, yeah, boy. That, that's, like, really all that movie does. And I didn't... I wasn't, like, a big fan of the first Thor film either. So I was kind of always just under the impression that I just don't like Thor movies. Um, now, if Taika Waititi can change that, I will be a happy boy. That was weird. I just heard a noise. We ended at Aaron saying that uh, Thor The Dark World is the best of the Thor movies. So continue to defend your point, Aaron. Is that what I was saying? Yep. Yep. That's what you were saying. Uh, I mean, I do like the first movie more than most. But I think it's universally agreed that the second is the worst of all the Marvel movies. Yeah. So this is definitely going to be a very interesting trilogy mm -hmm. altogether. Very different tones throughout them, too. Yeah, for sure. One starts so self-serious, and two has kind of those lighter moments, that Captain America bit, the uh, whole ship-flying segment. Those are fun moments in that movie. Anything with Loki is a fun moment in those movies. <laughs> um, but now 3 is just, from what I hear, just a straight-up comedy. So uh, it's going to be very From what I hear, it's like, it's like so many jokes that you can't even believe Marvel okayed it. Dude. Considering it just like makes light of so much of the universe. But if like it's good, Taika Waititi might be making like... If it makes a lot of money, he might be making a lot of Marvel movies. And I'm totally okay with that. That dude is so, like, so, like, kind and, like, nice. And he's so down-to-earth from what I can tell. Like, it's like, give him Marvel stuff, dude. That's fine. Give, I, make him money. I think I would prefer that he stick with original stuff. But <sighs> Me too, hopefully but this I'm... leads to more career opportunities one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, I more mean, like, reward the guy. He puts in a lot of hard work, so... You know, if he wants to make billions of dollars doing Marvel movies, God bless him. <laughs> like, have fun, my man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, people might be surprised to know that this is not the movie I was talking about for my most anticipated movie of the week, but we'll get there. I'm actually not surprised. You're not? No. Because you know I'm going to love this next movie, or not the next movie, but the movie after that. I'm going to love it. My friend yeah. Dahmer, not the movie I'm talking about. This movie seems okay. <laughs> like why? Misguided, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, could be really fascinating and well done, mm -hmm. but could also potentially be like harmful. Really, really terrible. Yeah. So, David, I don't know if you know anything about this movie. Uh, I do not. 
Well, let me read the movie info for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't. I'll, I'll just like tell you what it's about. All right. So from what I understand, it is the a movie based on the childhood of Jeffrey Dahmer, the series. Oh, character. I've heard. I've heard about this. So do you think it's going to glorify? I don't think it's going to glorify, but it's... Is it going to be like a mockumentary? It's a tricky territory where they kind of want... Since he's like the central protagonist, you have to empathize with him a little bit. So you're just getting into very tricky territory. Spooky waters, would you say? Sure, spooky waters. (laughs) That's my favorite band, Spooky Waters. I (laughs) I really love their third album. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I guess I don't under, is there a fat, is there a fascination with Jeffrey Dahmer? There's a fascination with like any serial killer. Yeah. True. Haven't you seen Jigsaw? (laughs) Um, no. Uh... The problem that I have with this is that I've already seen people online being like, oh my god, this Ross Lynch guy, really hot as Jeffrey Dahmer. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> like, no, gross. First, first it was the sexy vampires, and now, now it's the sexy, sexy real-life serial killers. <laughs> oh, god. It well, all what started. is next, Aaron? I, I don't know. You're missing an important step. It's sexy vampires, sexy Fifty Shades of Grey, now sexy serial killers. So, you gotta get there, Aaron. Come on. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like the market will kind of, uh, determine this movie as far as, like, critics and then audiences will be like, hey, you know, they'll let me know. I don't know. Number one, doesn't really look like my kind of movie anyway, so. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Are we ready to move on? Are we ready to move on, I said. Yeah, sure. <laughs> eh, let's go. Okay. Uh, Lady Bird. So freaking excited for Lady Bird. What is this supposed to be? That's the thing. I don't know. I'm staying far away from anything about this movie. I just want to go in, experience... (sighs) I'm not good at pronunciations, so... (laughs) Experience the performance by... uh, Oh, I get it every once in a while, and then I forget how to say her name. Um, It's Shirsha. It's something like that. It's like not how it's spelled at all it's like sheer shearsha ronin i believe is how you pronounce her name <laughs> aaron knows and he's not gonna say it no i never tell you but can you please say i it don't know it, because so. now i really am no i'm interested that's fine no fine <laughs> aaron are you excited for this movie i am yes you want to talk about it a little bit Aaron's internet cut out again, I think. Oh, no, he's back. Okay. A- Aaron? Hello? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk I about the movie a little bit? What? Do you want, do you want to t- 
talk about the the movie a little bit. Are you excited? I mean, I don't know all that much about it myself, but just based on the genre and the actors and the director and the production company behind it, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And reviews. Reviews are... Mm-hmm. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice coming of age film is what I get from it. Yeah, exactly. It looks so like a mix between uh, Manchester by the Sea and Brooklyn. And am I just saying Brooklyn because... One second. Let's... Because this person's in it. No, stop, YouTube. Excuse me, can you empty your pockets, Sirsha Ronan? I believe you have stolen my heart. Oh, whoa! <laughs> that got creepy. Wa- that got wild <laughs> way quick on YouTube. Oh, whoa! Okay, never using that again. Thanks for that, Sirsha. Sirsha. I'm excited to see Sirsha Ronan's performance because she's super great in Brooklyn. That's probably one of my favorite performances of 2015. Maybe of the past few years, even. And also, coming-of-age movies. Movies like Manchester by the Sea. Great movies. Love them. Will this movie beat a ghost story? As one of my, fa- or as my favorite movie of the year. It's going to be a hard. It's going to be a hard one to do. But this is the one movie right now that I'm looking at. And I'm like, this could do it. And I don't know anything about it. So that's why I'm even more confident that it could do it. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Other notable ones, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Probably not my favorite, but that's up there. I'm very excited for that. It's already out or whatever, but not near me because (laughs) we don't want Jacob to see good movies. Let's make him go see Jigsaw. And that is the perfect transition. What have we been watching this week? Aaron, you and I went to go see Jigsaw. That we did. Um, I'm going to preface it by saying, if you want to hear our discussion on the original Saw, you can listen to that Gateway to Cinema this past week. Uh, You can listen to that there. I, uh, I also went on to watch 2 and 3, I was going to watch 4, 5, 6, and 7, but Aaron's like, hold off. Just watch 1, 2, and 3. I was like, okay. So, I'm going to say that 2, not great, has some interesting ideas, but its twist is super, like, you see it coming from the, or at least I saw it coming, like, instantly. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then, uh, but overall, I think Jigsaw, what's, what's his name? Tobin Bell? correct yeah his performance really sells that whole movie um i think right it's really great i think what's what i like about two in terms of like making it one of the best of the franchise is that we kind of like get a fixation on tobin bell and like his backstory mm-hmm. before they like retcon it in later installments we get his backstory and we have like the most substantial like plot of most of the films in yeah. terms of, like, here's our beginning, middle, and end, and this is the story we want to tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of great traps in it. So I certainly think 2 is a better movie than 3, but I think I like 3 more for whatever reason. 
three has a huge detraction of feeling like it's just Saw 2 for the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie. It's just it, a continuation of Saw 2. On, on my rewatch, because I rewatched the entire franchise this week. Oh, God. But on my rewatch, I kind of noticed how it has, like, three different beginnings. Yeah. Like, we have, like, three different traps, and then all of a sudden the actual plot of the movie starts. Yeah. But then once the actual plot starts, I really enjoy that. I think that's a really interesting take on it. I don't know that I like how they end it. I like the twist. I think it's probably my favorite twist of the series so far. But I don't know that I like the like final ending of the film. And I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. It's like... 10 years old now so i don't know but david hasn't seen them and he's considering maybe seeing them so i won't spoil uh but again uh tobin bell's performance is great i don't know who plays amanda i don't remember that she's pretty good in this too definitely better than in previous installments so she's pretty good in this um yeah there's just the traps are better in 3. That's, I think, my main focus on why I like 3 better, is that they are... 2 was just kind of like the people were each other's traps. It's like, hey, this one guy's just crazy. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, that's kind of like continuing how the first one was, where it's the other people involved that are the true yeah, trap. I guess. I guess. Whereas in 3, I think it, it kind of... That's when they kind of... Uh, steer away from what was supposed to be the idea behind it where they have this it's like not the person in the trap that determines whether they live or die but a different person yeah and I think that kind of messes with what they were trying to do but it makes sense within the context of the movie like the way they explain it I know that's kind of a retcon (laughs) in its own right but it is kind of an interesting take on the jigsaw legacy and like what he's trying to do and all that so i don't know i'm going to end up watching four five six and seven i just don't know when uh i'm interested to see four for sure because i think the ending of three uh got me like okay now what happens like it's it's very much like all right let's lead right into the next one now so but if you watch four, you're going to have to watch five. And if you watch five, you're going to have to watch six and so on and so forth. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So Jigsaw then. Yes. I mean, we're coming at this from two different perspectives because you've seen three of them and I've seen all of them. A couple times. <laughs> <laughs> a couple yeah twice now yeah, but yeah, yeah. um even even with you only having seen half the franchise and me seeing all of it we both kind of got the same feeling of like why is this the same story we've already seen before yeah they do nothing new as far as story goes they even reuse like they they reuse uh what am I looking for? Plot twists. Why? Why would you use plot twists from the same series? That's so dumb to me. And that grin makes me think they do it again in 4, 5, and 6. They reuse tons of plot twists. 
it's uh it just seems so dumb to me and it's one of the things that i was watching it and i was like wait is this the same thing and then it happens i'm like this is the same movie like they just made the same movie again um that being yeah, I mean, said there are some pretty cool traps in this i think there's only one in it that i'm like okay come on now this is kind of dumb but other than that all the other ones i really enjoyed yeah same i thought the like first two yeah you, i don't you, you, i don't get the first I, I really like the first one but that's just me. the first two i didn't like but after that they really pick up like yeah. the grain silo one was really oh, great. God, that was intense, man. That was intense. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. They... I th- what? I think it has certain elements that makes it one of the better films in the franchise, and that's basically that it works on like a technical level. Yeah. Like you know. It's much more like it, it's more like visually digestible. It's the phrase I used in my review. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, there's colors. Oh, there's like coherent cinematography and editing and like mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. So it very much it's at not least gross. It's never gross, which is nice. no. Yeah, I think they linger far less on the gore while still giving enough to like appease the people who came there for it mm-hmm. but at the same time even though it's less gross at the same time it just doesn't feel like a saw movie sometimes i'm like it just feels like it's missing something like it needs to go just one notch farther and that's it if that makes sense it doesn't need to go like it three has some really messed up stuff in it and it doesn't need to go that far but it needs to go like saw one levels i don't know that it ever even goes saw one levels of messed up at times i would i would say it does but it's all right i i can definitely see where you're coming from in terms of like it just need like that tiny little bit more mm-hmm. um also the worst acting and writing i think i've seen in a movie this year it's horrendous. Like, it's really have, bad. Have we forgotten The Mummy already? It's it's worse than The Mummy, Aaron. I think it, the only good but it, actor... But it takes, the, it takes a monster. Oh, my God. All right. quite a monster. There are t- three good performances in this movie. One I'm not going to say. The other one is the, the guy who cracks wise all the time. I think he's an interesting character. He's much less annoying than he seemed in the uh, trailers, which was nice. And then discount Emily Blunt is all right. But that's it. And everyone else is horrible. <laughs> I'm like, why, how did these people get hired for this movie? And it's mostly not even their faults. It's the writers who write some really horrendous lines of dialogue that I can't believe are in a movie in 2017. <laughs> and I'm like... Is this the is this the standard for the franchise? Is this what people are considering good for a Saw movie? Because I don't know that I want to see four through seven now. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah. I, I have a oh, full review up. That's right. On this clever blog name is already taken. If you want to hear more of my thoughts, I was going to write a review, 
but I never want to think about this movie again. <laughs> so I don't really want to take the time to write a full review. You'll hear about it at the end of the year ranking list. So overall, not very, not very impressed. I have it like right above Annabelle Creation, I think. Because Annabelle Creation has just as horrendous... No, all right. This one definitely made me more mad than Annabelle, but there, there's some fun in this movie, at least. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's all bad, but no. it was definitely disappointing. I, I left the theater angry. I was just angry. I was seething. I'm like, I cannot believe they did that. They get hopes up, and then they're like, nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah. We're not going to have fun with this premise. Now we're going to do fun things. Let's do dumb things that we've already done before. He hates you, Jigsaw. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Moving on. Aaron, do you want to continue with your list or do you want me to go? Sure, because yeah. I really only have two things left to talk about. All right. Because, I mean, we already briefly mentioned that I was rewatching the entire franchise uh, this week. Yeah, and we talked about some of my thoughts on those, and I know you're gonna get to these at some point. But I just wanted to briefly mention Saw Six because I ended up like completely reversing my opinion of it upon rewatch, and I think and like the thing is, I don't even know how I like missed this element the first time around, but it could have just been because like a different it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Or because I was like binge watching the entire franchise so close <laughs> together that they kind of blurred into one. Yeah. But there's like some excellent satire of the healthcare system in this film. And it's just like such an unexpected direction for like a horror franchise like this to go in. But it works so well. That's and solid. it has aged so well. And so now it's one of my favorite films of the franchise. Nice. Nice. Good traps. Got some good traps in that one. Yeah, there are, actually. Nice. All right. So then beyond that, the only other thing of note I watched this week was A Cure for Wellness. Because I had a free rental of it. So Wait, I had two free the competition. Of Cure what? for Wellness? Who's giving out free rentals of Cure for Wellness? It wasn't exactly a free rental, but it was like a Microsoft reward oh. thing where you need like a hundred points and they're like, Oh yeah, you can rent this movie. But yeah, it's not the worst movie of the year. No, like it has a lot of good elements to it. I think that the, it visually is really nice. You know, there's a lot of great uh, shots in it. Not, the CGI. That CGI deer. That, that CGI, CGI deer. deer. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> it's as bad as uh, both of you were saying back when you guys saw this film. Oh my but, god! But like I in terms of like the it. cinematography and stuff, uh-huh. there's a lot of memorable shots. There's a lot of visually like awe-inspiring shots. I think the reason that the cinematography in this movie didn't land for me is the same reason like the. Saw 2 and 3, though that cinematography doesn't land for me. It's just so grimy and, like, so green. I think green might be the right color. It's just something's not right about it. I don't like it. Mm. But I know other people like it, so it's whatever. Yeah. 
but yeah, and I think uh, Dane DeHaan does a pretty good job for most of the film, at least. I like. Dane I don't know DeHaan's if I re- ever really bought him in the role because it seems like the whole like financial advisor person, whatever. He he didn't seem to quite fit. No, you know who would have fit? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> because this film is basically a wannabe Shutter Island. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so there's some positive elements of it, but the length is pretty much what completely kills this movie. There's absolutely no reason it needed to be that long, especially since the plot is goes in the exact direction that you expect it to. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to leave. Now we're not going to leave. Now we're going to leave. No, you can't leave. No, I'm going to leave. No, you can't leave. Yeah, it's it becomes very repetitive, and yeah. it, the pace is just so slow. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish it would have turned out. Because, again, I do like Dane DeHaan as an actor. I think he's, like... I think you look at Chronicle. He's very good in Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, we haven't seen him in anything that good since. And he has very odd choices as far as his uh career is going yeah like he's trying stuff man he's really trying yeah that's kind of like the movie in a nutshell is that it's (laughs) it's trying and so i have to somewhat admire it for that all right yeah i could see that i could see that normally at the end of the year, before I do my official ranking, I'd like to rewatch some of the movies that, like, maybe I might feel differently about. I had seen so close to the beginning of the year, but there's no way I'm rewatching this movie at three, almost three hours long. There's no way I'm rewatching it. So sorry, Kira yeah. Wallace. If you if you need your gothic horror fix, just watch Crimson Peak again. Yeah, oh, God, I freaking love Crimson per- Crimson Peak. It's so good. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no. You watched, that was it. You watched Stranger Things? No, I didn't get around to it yet. Are you? Don't have a sense of urgency yeah, about it. I, I'll, I'll watch it eventually, <laughs> but... I, I tried so hard to watch Stranger Things this week. So, I mean, I've been off work because of uh, my appendix. And I'm like, well, I can watch Stranger Things. And then I'm like, eh, there's other stuff to watch. I, I'm just finding it very hard to, like get there and watch it but i hope to watch it soon but we'll see um so i guess i'll go since jigsaw was one of mine and i already talked about saw two and three uh creep two just want to quickly mention it's out uh i said last year that like creep was really unexpectedly one of the best found footage movies i'd seen and i think that creep two I don't know. Creep 2, I think, might actually be better than the first Creep. Um, I think mostly just because it takes its premise and goes in a very interesting direction I did not see coming. Um, so, if they continue this series, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Uh, but I think this was just a great, great next step from that first movie. And they do it in such an interesting way i don't know it's just one of those movies that it's a horror movie but also it's more often like just sit and cringe kind of horror movie uh which 
it's interesting. You know, I haven't, there's not very mov- many movies like that. Um, plus, Mark Duplass gets completely naked. And they linger. Oh, they linger. It's impressive. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll check it out when it hits Netflix. It was the Mark Duplass that really sold you. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that was it. Um, Exorcist I watched, which we're going to talk about on Gateway to Cinema, so be sure to listen to that. Uh, the first Exorcist. The, I, did they ever make a remake? No. Okay, well, The Exorcist. But there's the not TV the show of the same name, so... Is it a remake of the movie? No. Okay, they're not, uh, Bates Motelling it? No. Alright. Um... <laughs> The Bates Motel approach is, like, really interesting and good. Why don't more shows do that? I don't know. I'm still interested in seeing the final season of that, but they haven't put it up on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Um, so now TV shows. I watched a couple, actually. I just want to mention Good Place. Still real good. Still real great. Had a really good episode this past week. Um not the best of the season, but I'd say it's, like, second best, maybe. Um, that episode two of this season is just A-plus television. Like, just one of the best. Um, I want to mention uh, I finished Crazy Ex-Girlfriend season two. Uh, definitely picks up by the end. I think the yeah. last two or three episodes are really great, and it hits that feeling of the first season again. Which is what this whole season was missing, I think. Um, the first season was very uh, almost Bojack Horseman-like, where it deals with like some bigger issues in this show that's funny, but also it can be serious. But the first half of season two just kind of goes na-na-na to that. And then they're just kind of like, oh yeah, this is what this show was at the end. <laughs> and they're like, here we go. This is what you all wanted. And I'm like, yeah. This is real good. That final episode, like, right before, like, near the end of the episode, it gets, like, pretty dark. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm looking for in this show. So I'm excited to see season three taking it in a very interesting direction. (laughs) So Yeah, season three is pretty solid so far. Good. good. Both in terms of plot and songs, so. Yeah, I will... This is the thing. I follow, like, everyone from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on, on Twitter, and I try to unfriend, like, or, like, unfriend, unfollow people, like, when a new season of a show is coming out until I see it, and then I refollow them and, like, look at stuff. But uh, I just, I can't find everyone, <laughs> if that makes sense. I'm like, who's retweeting this stuff? <laughs> like, what's happening? But, uh, yeah, I know about the Let's Generalize About Men song. It's great. So I'm excited for that episode because that sounds pretty funny. Um, so I want to talk about the main show that I watched this week. Bin- binge watched all eight episodes of American Vandal, the Netflix show. And just saying, you guys, if you weren't going to watch this before now, definitely recommend watching it now. Uh, it is... It's a little hard to get into. I think the first two episodes are a little high school humor, like, crude and crass. But that, eventually you kind of get used to it, and that kind of becomes a part of its charm, is that it is so high school, and it 
feels like it all the way through. Basically, the premise is that it is, um, like, uh, what's the one? Making a Murderer, the Netflix show. But uh, set in a high school, someone's doing a documentary um, for, like, a class. So it has that kind of feel the whole time, like the film nerd making a documentary about whether or not this senior kid did this. And he's the director or whatever is yeah, uh, like a sophomore or something. So it kind of has like that interesting dynamic. There's like pretty funny like performances and stuff like that. Um, but eventually by like the third to last episode, you're like, oh, wait, like I kind of care about these characters. They're like really interesting. This mystery is really compelling. I don't know where it's going. Um, and they keep that up right until the end. Like, it's a very... Does it... Is it, like, standalone? Because yes. I know there's more seasons coming. Oh, are there But really? do they, like... Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, this is standalone. It ends in a pretty finite way. Um... I don't want to say too much more because, like, there are spoilers for this show, which maybe if you're like, oh, that's the show about the guy spray-painting, like, phallic images on cars, you're like, oh, it's just about jokes. I'm like, no, there's, like, some pretty heavy-hitting stuff in this, and it nails what it feels like to be, like, in high school and to be a teenager in, like, a way that I don't think a lot of shows do, uh, at least comedy ones. So I think... It's a big recommend for me, um, especially if you like that kind of, like, I liked Making a Murderer. That was, I really enjoyed watching that. Um, so if you like mysteries and stuff like that, this is the perfect send-up while also being beyond parody in a way. So I really liked it. Uh, recommend it. Watch it before Stranger Things. <laughs> People are probably like, oh, wait, you watched that before Stranger Things? Have you seen that It? That kid from It is in Stranger Things. Do you not like him? I'm like, no, I like Finn Wolfhard quite a bit. He seems like a good kid. And they're like, well, why didn't you watch Stranger Things? And I'm like, well, because I didn't watch it yet. <sighs> I think that's it. Okay, so I watched a really crap movie okay. called Compliance. Um, this movie. I've heard of this. Well, good. You don't have to worry about it. this movie. This movie sucks. This movie um, is about. So, do you guys ever remember how there was like those prank calls happening at food at fast food restaurants? Yeah. So basically, this no, is a. But okay. I watched it in my criminology class because my criminology professor like actually worked on one of these cases. So what happens is the. Um, Someone would prank call this um, restaurant and try to make people do stuff over the phone, pretending to be an officer. And, like, supposedly this one guy, like, made people undress and do some nasty things to each other, which is just ridiculous. It's just very, like, badly acted, like, very, like, all around, just not good at all. So is this a, like, documentary, or is this no. a... It, it's they like dramatize a, it. It's dramatized. Okay. Never heard of it. It, it is on Amazon Prime. Okay. 
And uh, we we watched it in class because he didn't want to teach. <laughs> now, it does have Edgar from You're the Worst in it. Oh, interesting. So that's interesting. Mm, right. And then I watched Battle. Game of Thrones. I'm halfway through Game of Thrones. And then... I watched... What else did I watch? Oh, the new episode of The Walking Dead. And this season is still consistently better after two episodes. So that's interesting. And then... uh, I also watched... The Pill, which is a movie on Netflix. The Pill. The Pill, yep. This is about a guy... But a one night stand with a girl, and he wants her to take the morning after pill, but she basically doesn't want to, and that's that's what the movie is. <laughs> that's the whole movie. It's just shot reverse just shot. A, shot reverse just, shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's about all I watch. I. Okay. <laughs> That's that's what we got. All right, so interesting week for all of us. I think we watched some jigsaw. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're gonna be moving on to the passing of the popcorn section. Aaron has got it this week, and we're doing TV shows this week. David, you have anything goes. Story. Anything goes. Story. <laughs> and story. <laughs> there we go. And this week I have quote, people. Anything goes. Story and story. Uh, last right. time we played, I won. So David gets to go first this week. All right, dude. It's TV you shows. have a 1990s variety show. Variety? Yeah. Yeah. What does that even mean? That's like late night talk show kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything goes. Was, anything what is anything goes? goes is the... Do I pick? Or does David no, pick? No, it's the green one. <laughs> what? The green one. They have different things for the TV shows for whatever reason. Okay. <laughs> Alright, green one. Uh, comedian Lewis Black performs a rant during his bl- uh, Back in Black segment. Is it Louis? It is not. It's no. not a variety show. <laughs> I don't know the answer either, though. So I'm going to go with Conan. I... It's not Conan, no. Okay, I don't know. I don't it know. was The Daily Show. I don't know late night shows or whatever talk shows. Alright. So, move on to the next one, I guess. Alright, so is it David's again? I think so, yes. Alright. Long running 1990s talk show. Oh, God, again. <laughs> story? <laughs> it's the story of a talk show. <laughs> Uh, is that red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This tabloid show features dysfunctional families 
and ends with a final thought from its host. Oh, I know the answer to this one. Is it Jerry Springer? It is Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah, wow, I thought it was Dr. <laughs> Phil, so I'm not right either. <laughs> All right, so that's one down for David. Give it to me, Aaron. Uh, 1960s animated show. 1960s animated show. Give me the story. Uh, an average family living in Orbit City in the 2060s yeah. Yeah. deals with the era's robotic conveniences. Yeah. Would this be the Jetsons? It is, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch the Jetsons all the time. <laughs> uh, that and the Flintstones had crossover episodes somehow. I don't remember how they made that work, but there were crossover episodes. <laughs> all right. All right, David. 2000s drama. Um, anything goes. Uh, computer animations show injuries to a corpse at a cellular level. What? <laughs> computer animations... Is a what? Computer animations show injuries to a corpse at a cellular level. NCIS. Close, but no. CSI. It's CSI. I'll take it anything goes. You just gave my hint. (laughs) Boo, Aaron. Yeah, sorry. You just fed him that answer. (laughs) Jesus. All I was right, gonna David. say Mythbusters. I'm like, that's not really a drama though, but whatever. I was like, ten thousand ways to die or whatever. All right, David. Nineteen seventies children's show. What do I have left? You have anything goes or story. Two of each. Story. Uh, a frog stage manager tries to get his performers to put on a high quality variety show each week. This is a TV show? Yeah, yeah. Children's show. I thought that meant animated, but it does not. No. The Muppets. It is the Muppets. Yeah. Specifically the Muppets show. But yeah, whatever. We'll That's too to granular. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, Lacey. 1960s sitcom. <sighs> People. Uh, Ginger, Marianne, Skipper, and Little Buddy. Oh, that's, uh, oh, God, what's the name? Those are characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's the name of that show, though? (laughs) I know that's not right, but I keep wanting to say Caddyshack. I know it's not Caddyshack. (laughs) Gilligan's Island. It is, it is Caddyshack. Yeah, it's Gilligan's Island, right? It's Gilligan's Island, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Caddyshack. I'm like, oh, why, why is it coming to my mind? All right. All right. David, 2000's reality contest. Anything goes. Uh, the host 
is also known as a commentator for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Um, this is a, what? It's a reality <laughs> contest. I don't know either. 2000's reality contest. Big Brother. No. <laughs> How great would it be if I'm Big Brother, though, when it's the last two, they just have to fight it out to see who <laughs> wins? <laughs> I don't is that know. not what Big Brother is? No, no. I've, I've never seen the show. I've so. seen a disgusting amount of Big Brother. Because <laughs> my family watches every season. Alright. Lisa, did you want to steal? No, I don't have a steal. Oh, it was Fear Factor. They fight in Fear Factor? No, it was that the host was a commentator for the UFC. Oh, that was the hint. Oh, I completely misunderstood that <laughs> hint. Alright. Alright, Lacey. 2000s sitcom. I don't think this qualifies as a sitcom. Okay, give me a story. This quote's gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm gonna go story. All right. A high school teacher resurrects the school's failing singing club. Glee? Yes. Glee is That's not correct. a sitcom. <laughs> Isn't it a musical? Or a drama even? Sitcom? I would say at least a drama. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right, David. Uh, 2000s sitcom. And this one is a sitcom. Glee 2. <laughs> <laughs> Too much glee. Anything goes. Anything uh, goes, he says. The self-professed cool dad character runs up the stairs and trips on a loose step. I know the answer. <laughs> Maybe I know more television than I think I do. <laughs> what was the year? You gotta uh, be a little 2000s. bit louder, David. You're way far away. Rocky, don't bite my toes. My cat is going um, crazy. Is the right answer. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. Five. Four, three. Fuller House. Fuller House. <laughs> it's not Fuller House. It's Modern Family, correct? Yes. Yeah, was yeah. that a steal or was that? No, I don't. Both? I have quote. That's my last one. Uh, okay. But back when Modern Family was pretty good. Okay, so I got quote. That's my last. Uh, All right. Last choice. So 1990s animated show. Oh God. Okay. I should know Quote. this. This is when I was watching animated shows. <laughs> I'm never going to get used to the 31st century. Caffeinated bacon? Admiral Crunch? Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> is it Futurama? Yes. <laughs> Not a show I was watching in the 1990s. <laughs> but that's a win. And I'll take it. Okay. All right, so now that I'm the winner, I am going to put new rules into place. Uh, I'm going to say uh, build a statue to me because that's what you do for winners. And uh, we're going to build a statue of the Muppets because that was one that I got right. Or was it not? 
that might have been one that David got. Yeah, David got that one right. But I'm still going to say... me and the Muppets are trash. No, the Muppets are amazing. How dare you? <laughs> Interrogation song for life. Um, Alright, so guys. That was this week's Passing Popcorn. TV style. Now we're going to move on. To the bad movie of the week. So guys... Did you uh, follow through on your promises? <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Oh, there's always it's... a thing. <laughs> I was going to. Uh-huh, yeah. But then I rewatched all the Saw films instead. I didn't do it either this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tonight, but I was like, Shovel Knight's a real good game. <laughs> I'm going to play some more of that. Um, so David, yeah. I assume you didn't watch it either? You know, I like to not watch it to make a point to Jacob to actually finish a TV show. <laughs> follow up on one I of his I finished promises. American Vandal. It's a good show. Uh, uh, now... I'm just preparing myself for Dice Road 2, all right? I'm saving my body for Dice Road 2. Aaron, do you want to, like, pull from your reserves? You've seen a lot of bad movies. I can come up with something real quick, but you have to give me... Look and stall. I'm good at stalling. A little bit. My name is Prozac Shippy T. Jr. We're going to go into a house that's presumably haunted i'm gonna do this voice a lot there was a witch in the last one it was real crazy she was probably a real nice lady but i slandered her name in a movie <laughs> prozac i will be watching the library one phenomenal job thank ten you out of ten. thank you um but the thing is your movie's they're very much like, I've got nothing else to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I replayed Shovel Knight instead of watching one of your movies. I've beaten Shovel Knight several times. But I'm like, Shovel Knight's real good. And then I was like, well, I did the Plague Knight DLC. That was pretty fun. I'm like, I haven't done the Spectre Knight DLC yet. So I've been playing a little bit of Spectre Knight. Spectre Knight plays very differently. He's very interesting. I did not expect it to be that different. Because Plague Knight, you played through the exact same levels, just as a different character with different movesets. Spectre Knight has all new levels. All new different things to do. He has a move where he slashes upwards in the air. It's very good for mobility. Shovel, Shovel Knight, he's got mobility, but not as good as Spectre Knight. How much are we getting paid for the Shovel Knight blog? Uh, none. But I do love Shovel Knight, and if you haven't played Shovel Knight, whoa, buddy, it's, like, available on everything. Just play it. I also was playing Ukulele, a game I don't even like that much, but I just keep playing it. <laughs> I'm like, this is... Because, eh. you know why? Because Mario Odyssey came out, 
and I want to play Mario Odyssey so flippin' bad. I keep watching YouTube videos of people playing Mario Odyssey, and I'm like, that could be me. I want to play Mario Odyssey. But no, here I am playing Ukulele, a game that is fine. I hyped it up way too much. It's actually really a fine platformer. But Mario Odyssey, he's throwing his hat around, he's getting it on poles, he's turning lights on. I didn't know Mario could do that. So will I buy a Switch tomorrow? Probably. Yeah, probably I'm going to do that. But I want to play Mario Odyssey so flippin' bad. <laughs> oh, it looks so good, you can control it, Tim Rex. Aaron, do you have a movie, or are you just let, leaving me out to dry here? I was both... I was, uh, I do not have a movie yet, yeah, but... <laughs> who else here is excited for Mario Odyssey? Uh, sure. Does it not look amazing? My roommate has acquired Mario Odyssey. Oh! <laughs> you don't understand how bad I want to play Mario Odyssey right now. Oh, he thoroughly enjoys it. It, oh. it, it looks very, very enjoyable. See, it looks like it's a perfect blend of Mario 64 and Sunshine. Now, I like Mario Galaxy. I actually like Mario Galaxy 2 a little bit better. I think that might be a controversial opinion. Not entirely. Yeah. Clear. But, uh... It is. But teach their own, I guess. Yeah. But Mario Sunshine is honestly my favorite Mario game of all time. That's super. <laughs> That's super controversial to people. But this looks like... Mario Sunshine, and that he has, like, a gadget, you know, like, because he had Flood and Mario Sunshine, which is fun, and it added, like, a new layer to gameplay. And this one, he has Cappy, which adds, like, a whole new layer to gameplay. I'm like, awesome. If you can just ditch the camera problems that Sunshine has, if you can have totally not obscure weird stars, or shines that are, like, what? And not have, like, horrible trash, like, the pinball level... In Mario Sunshine, where you just die over and over again because it's the worst level in any game ever. Fine. But it's just them secrets. I think that's what I really love about Mario. Are we digging into what we love about Mario? This is now Reboot Already Underway Gaming, our third podcast, <laughs> where we're going to talk about Super Mario Odyssey. Um, David and I beat the raid in Destiny 2. Indeed we did. It was quite enjoyable. Yeah, it was a good time. Our friend Riley helped us. Thank you, Riley, if you're listening. Uh, also had help from randoms. Uh, who, a lot of them were trash. Just trash people. Not even just trash at the game. Like, just really bad people. Not the ones that actually finished it with us, though. They were pretty chill. It was mostly just there were some British people that helped us for a little while. And, oh, they were Ooh, <laughs> had to bite my tongue a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know that you can say that. But, oh, they said it. They said a lot of things. And I was like, well, that's not okay. You can't say that. But they said it. And then they were also just really loud and annoying. And they were playing vines in the background as we were trying to communicate in the game. They were like, Dominic, stop doing that. You put it, you are the vine so loud. He's like, I think it's just funny when the people react funny. And I'm like, oh, he's watching reaction videos. Oh my God. Why are we playing with these people? 
They were pretty bad. Also play Friday the 13th a little bit this week. Aaron, do you have one yet? Are you going to keep all that in? Honestly, yes. <laughs> then why don't we just skip the segment this week and just let that be? <laughs> I vote yes. Not a bad idea. <laughs> but I feel like no one weighed in on the Mario Odyssey. Are we all excited for the Mario Odyssey? Oh. I mean, I assume my no. brother is going to get it. And then so. you're going to play it over yeah. his vacation? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a smart yeah. way to do it. See, no one else in my family plays video games, so I can't do that. <laughs> so I'm a little sad. But will I be getting a Switch tomorrow? Probably. Um, yeah. So let's move on. <laughs> the bad movie of the week this week was The Hoyt Library. It was so bad, none of us watched it. <laughs> All right. The, uh, we were the real bad movie of the week yeah. for not following through on our promises. I can live with that. Yeah. Guys, let's move on to The Fault in Your Stars. This is, of course, the segment where we go onto Flickster, or on the internet even. We just go on. I forgot I was going to change it. We go onto the internet. We find a bad review for a good movie, a good review for a bad movie. We uh, throw it out there. We take out all the spoilery bits and all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. Then we have the other two people try and guess what the movie is. Guys, this week, Aaron has the review. Indeed. All right. Four stars. Okay. Sad no matter what you do. This man will always come back for someone. Oops. Alright, second review. <laughs> okay. Four and a half stars. This is the kind of movie requ requiring an advent into being sufficiently cultured in things such as mystery and literature. No, it's not your typical nonsensical thriller-like horror fest, even though the cover might suggest such, hence the stereotypical, the stereotypically literary acting. A horror movie might differ on the thematic approach behind it and is not necessarily something meant to be simply scary, in quotes, for the so obviously fanatic masses. It might also be the object of curiosity for people interested in the occult, complexion of plots, or stigmas regarding the context in question. With all that said, this is obviously a great movie compared to the average horror movie. From the makers of the instant classic Oculus Devil's Mirror movie, this masterpiece seems to enact once again plot twists worth the wondering. One of the funniest things in this movie is how the character of another race looks extremely similar to Timbo from the Oculus movie, adding this movie some extra ironic element and approach into it. However, it's important to beware of the nudity present within the movie and use some discretion regarding it, if necessary. I don't know if I have to hate you right now. <laughs> I, so it's the people who made Oculus. No, they made Oculus Devil's Mirror. Which is apparently a different film. <laughs> oh my god, I was like... <laughs> is that a sequel to Oculus? No. I, okay. Now which I'm, is why I didn't uh, take that out, because I figured we don't know what that movie is. I'm s now I'm even more confused, because I was like... <laughs> Well, what movie has Mike Flanagan made that's garbage? I think all of them are at least considered, like, pretty okay. Yeah. 
Or at least critically. Yeah. Now I'm really confused. I... I have no clue. <laughs> number one, the number one review, I don't even know what they were trying to say. Number two review, I don't know what they were trying to say because they used so many words that didn't mean anything. <laughs> they were like, have this huge thesis and none of it meant anything. David, do you have any guesses? Honestly, I'd say no. Can we get the director of this movie? Uh, one second. Okay, so it's not a well-known director, so I might have... Uh, the director is Stacy Title. <sighs> yeah. That's the bye-bye man, isn't it? It's the bye-bye man. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, <my> God. oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Haven't we already done the bye-bye man? You can never have enough. What was the first review again? Uh, sad no matter what you do, this man will always come back for someone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, man. Oh, my God. Halloween, everybody. This was uh, the final Halloween special of 2017. Will we do a whole month next year? Probably not. Maybe two weeks. We'll maybe cut it down to two weeks, but we'll see. That's a whole year away. Uh, guys, this has been episode 76 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the Internet, you can find David at Dbex with two S's 15 on Twitter. You can find Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. This clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. Doing the Night X Came Home. Trucking along. Yes. By the time that... this is out on Halloween. Weird. How am I going to do that this week? I'm going to have to do Gateway on Monday. And then this episode on Tuesday. So, by the okay. time this is out, all of them will be out, correct? That is correct. So That is uh, spooky. Since last time, I have covered Hospital Massacre, Plutonium Baby, mm. Igor and the Lunatics, of course, and House 2, the second story. Beautiful name. And should I, should I uh, reveal my Halloween pick for the year? I mean, you If should. this is going to come out by that time? I know what it is. I don't know the name of the movie. I know, like, what it is, though. So, I'm excited. The, the Halloween special film this year is Amityville 1992. It's about time. It truly is about time. There's a masturbation mirror in it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, God. All right. Aaron, you had a good time writing all these? Had a good time releasing them? I did. I hope people had a good time reading them because I know I I'm do. proud of them. They're very good. Uh, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, Jake Lace Tumblr. Uh, of course, you can also find the internet at Reboot Already Underway uh, on Facebook, Reboot Already On on Twitter. Uh, of course, find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave us a like, a review. Uh, let us know if you like what we're doing over here. Um, let us know in your review, what your Halloween costume was this year. David said his was Marty McFly. Marty I, McFly. I didn't have one. Had a, 
had a hoverboard and everything. Oh, very nice. nice. Uh, I'm going to go as uh, Sexy Chucky, of course. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sexy Bye Bye Man. <laughs> that would have played too much in That's Durant. a much better idea. We got to make that costume now. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, It's happening. It's happening, Lacey. You don't believe me, but it's happening. You have two days. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun trying to figure out a sexy bye-bye man costume. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, of course, leave us what your Halloween costume is. Leave us a review. And uh, join us next week when we talk about things that aren't Halloween. And, you know, I feel like something like that can only end one way. Play us out, them spooky skeletons. Cookies. This is not that. <laughs> no, see, it, I click on the one and it doesn't pick it. There we go. Join us next week, everybody, when we talk about the sexy Bye Bye Man. It is the sexy season. <laughs> Good. Coming full circle. <laughs>